It's time for another almost an hour with Henrik Stenson. One of these days, Henrik, I'm going to talk you into like three or four hours hanging out with me. Do you think that would be uh, okay? Is this the part when I'm supposed to say I'm looking forward to it or? I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd look forward to that. That'd be great. Excellent. I mean, it'd almost be like playing golf with me, which I've noticed you've avoided uh, every opportunity you've been given as well. It's kind of on the same theme. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, let's just get down to business here, shall we? All right. Let's get down to business. The big news, we're recording this on a Monday and the hero championship of which the last time I checked, you are the champion will be not played this year, meaning you're still the champion for another year. Congratulations, champ. Another victory. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that feels great. Or or it doesn't. I don't know. But um, I guess that that's the way it goes, right? I mean, Tigers had the the green jacket for a year and a half. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, at the end of 2021, I'll be going for three years in a row. So if you win the green jacket this November, you only get it for six months, right? So that's not even really worth winning, is it? Well, I decided I'm going to take one for the team. I'll be that guy who only gets it for okay. six months or five months. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I can, I can, you know, wrap up that. The Swedish meatballs for the champions dinner, it's going to be, you know, plenty of time to get them ready in five months. Well, I'll don't take, give your I'll, whole champions dinner away because I do want to have a conversation about that when we get closer to the Masters. Yeah, um, there's more you, to it than meatballs, but it's going to be meatballs. There's not much more. I mean, there's sauce. There's the noodle you serve with the meatball. There's all kinds of things you can do. But let, let's get back to the hero. Um, were, were you surprised when when you heard that this was uh, this was going to be canceled, or were you? Um, I kind of had a feeling, yeah, a feeling for it, uh, like a week or two ago. And uh, obviously, it's it's due to the pandemic, uh, travel. Uh, it's been hosted down in the Bahamas since 2015, and. Uh, uh, they they got pretty strict quarantine rule, rules and uh, and everything else going on in in the Bahamas as as many other places and uh, uh, yeah for 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 the obvious reasons it's it's gonna be uh, it's not gonna happen this time around it's a shame but uh, we'll just have to to deal with uh, with these things and uh, be ready for for when when we can play it uh, next year instead and um, yeah it, it is what it is. All right. Well, just so you know, I'm considering you the 2020 Hero of World Champion. Uh, I expect them to send you another trophy so you can have, you know, you probably don't want two Tigers in the same cage, so you're going to need to get two different cages for them. But uh, never, never mind sending the, the trophy. Just send the check on this one. Then I got the trophy from last year, so I'll just take the check. All right. And you I am excited to announce. <laughs> no, I'm excited, though. You did say that when they do send you the check for the 2020 champion, you're going to give the majority of it to uh, charity. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely do that. Okay. All right. Let's uh, get to some other news. Back-to-back uh, -back Vegas, back-to-back -back Scotland. Um, here's my question. Uh, I was watching a little bit yesterday as uh, Xander stood one behind Jason Kokrak on the tee of a par five. What's that situation like when you're either leading by one or trailing by one and you have a par five? Um, is it more of a match play situation or are you just going into it, you know, if you're Kokrak thinking, I'm just got to make birdie on this hole because then no matter what, uh, I'm going to probably end up worst case in a playoff. What, what goes through your mind one stroke on a par five? Yeah, I think uh, I think you definitely want to try and play that 18th hole as well, as good as Jason did, obviously. Uh, he hit a monster yeah. drive down in, in perfect position and 
Uh, what did it hit a nine iron or wedge second? Yeah, shot I think it was a, it was it was either they were a soft nine or a hard. It's funny because you know we did the, the the first match there and we we basically debated whether to play it as a par four or par five. It just doesn't matter in, in match play because it's just you're playing against the the, the opponent. But yeah, it, I mean the tee shot if you can carry that little speed slope, it just shoots down forever, um, leading to to that short shot. But if you're um, if you're Kokrak, obviously you'd rather be ahead than behind going into that hole. But are you, you know, when you saw Xander drive in the rough, like, is your mindset changing? Are you strictly focusing on the opponent or are you more just playing your own ball? Well, I think uh, standing there on that tee shot, he, he knows that if he birdies the last, he'll probably, uh, I mean, he'll win it 19 out of 20 or 49 out of 50 or whatever the odds might be. But mm-hmm. it's a very, very big chance that he's going to win it. And, he did the uh, the hardest part, I guess, was to, to bomb that drive down on, on a perfect line. And, and uh, with the extra adrenaline, he hit it miles down there and left nothing for a second shot, put that one safely in the in the middle of the green and um, had the two putts to, to win it. And Sander missed his uh, his tee ball. Uh, he still went for it, I, I believe, with a seven iron out of the rough. And he got it up on the edge of the green and just couldn't uh, couldn't get his uh, his little chip shot um yeah. you know well, make that clean was almost and impossible clean, clean enough contact to to make it go down and, and give himself uh, a birdie but even if Sander would have birdied the last you know most of the times Jason would have two-putted that that part and, and won it anyway so uh I'd say it was kind of game set and match when he hit the drive and certainly when he hit that short iron into the heart of the green and, and left himself with a two-putt for the win it was it was kind of over yeah I mean but uh I thought the Shadow Creek showed well. Uh, I thought that it was, uh, you know, certainly, certainly, a, 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 you know, making the best of a situation. Obviously, where they couldn't play it over where, where they normally would play that tournament, um, and uh, you know, I, I think it was just one of those cases where, to me, the curiosity factor is, you know, when you need to birdie a par five, to you know, do, do you almost put too much pressure on that tee shot? If you're in Xander, was that was that a tougher tee shot based on the circumstance that he almost needed to eagle the hole? Or is that just one of those where he hit a good drive and just missed it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, the most pressure is definitely on Jason to hit, to hit the fairway. Because if you would have taken that the opposite, you know, with, with Jason missing it left in the rough and, and Sander mm-hmm. bombing it down the middle, it, it would have been, that's almost that's almost a shot swing just off the tee ball. So right. I definitely say the most pressure was on the tee ball. And, and that's why, he put himself right in the driver's seat by hitting that bomb down the middle and and uh, and, and pretty much won the tournament, you know, through through that shot. If if he would have been the one in the rough, it would have been a totally different hole and and uh, possibly a, a playoff outcome. Uh, so uh, no, he certainly he certainly uh, took advantage of the tee and and kind of kind of closed it uh, closed it down already on the tee shot. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting too that Kokrak was uh, over ten strokes uh, gained putting for the week, and uh, later said that he'd played the golf course, you know, twenty times as part of that little MGM group that gets to play there, because um, those greens have little subtle breaks in them and stuff. Not that most greens don't, but his his ability to have played it enough, I think, helped him. But a plus ten strokes gained—that's that's that's kind of yeah, like you at the Hero. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's good. very very impressive on the greens and. Uh, I think that we should we should certainly take a little bit of credit, even though I don't think we mentioned Jason's name in, in the previous uh, podcast. We yeah. said that it was uh, that it was uh, possibly going to be a home field advantage, and like you said, one of his sponsors 
uh, is from Vegas and, and he spent a lot of time in Vegas. So, so I'd still give us half a point for kind of pointing that out. If, if there were anyone else who kind of picked up on that beforehand, um, I don't know, but uh, I'll still give, uh, give ourselves half a point for, yeah, for kind of lead, leading them on to, towards that. Yeah. We, we at least opened the book for them. All they had to do was finish reading the chapter. That's why I was kind of hoping they were going to move the hero to Lake Nona, because then you would have a huge home course advantage. You'd get to pick the whole locations and everything. I thought it would have been a smart <laughs> thing. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Scottish uh, championship. Uh, Adrian Otegui, um, 63 to win on a Sunday. Um, beat, uh, and he opened up, the week, opened up the week with the 62 as well, I believe. So he kind of started in, in, in great style and finished in great style. So, yeah, great win for him. Uh, they played uh, the Scottish Open, then they went down to Wentworth and then came back up for the Scottish Championship. So, yeah, uh, yeah two out of three weeks there in, in, in Scotland. And, uh, yeah, Wallace was in a great position, but uh, it seemed like Matt didn't quite get it going on the Sunday. And, and uh, Adrian just, uh, you know, kept on making birdies uh, to shoot a, a great final round score and, and, and to win it in the end quite comfortably. Yeah, and I loved uh, Matt Wallace on Instagram, seeing if the post is still up. Um, all, all he literally said, I think, was like, moving on. <laughs> Put a picture and said, moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you, all you can do, right? I mean, we, we're all sitting here looking back at whether you've been on tour for five years, 10 years, 15 years, or, or however long. And I mean, there's there's a few you feel like kind of slip through your fingers. Uh, uh, for, for myself, probably the most from the 2015 season. I played played some really good golf, but I, I think I ended up finishing second six or seven times. And obviously all of them, I didn't do things wrong, but there were a couple where I missed the shot at the wrong time and there's not enough time to make up for it. And, and mm -hmm. some of the time someone else shoots that 63 or finish with three birdies in the last three or four holes and, and just gets you on the finish line. But you always kind of look back and, and feel like there's a there's a few that kind of slip through your fingers and and uh, yeah I, I would imagine that that would be one for for him yeah I think Matt had a three shot lead and and you certainly expect as a player to to capitalize on that and then go out and win uh, mo you know not not all the time but quite a few times from that position so uh, yeah disappointing but he's a great player and he'll he'll bounce back and like I said moving on and end of yeah, story. Yeah, and some stats that Adrian had, uh, 10 birdies in both the first and the last round. That's pretty good, even though we all know the name of the game is how many pars can you make, but somehow these guys <laughs> want to make a lot of birdies. Um, six in the field, strokes gained around the green, 3.34 uh, strokes gained putting in the final round, which was the second best. I don't know who beat that. Um, and then to your point of runners-up, uh, Xander, eight runner-up finishes in the PGA Tour in the last four seasons, the most of any player. Um, obviously, that's a you know, testament to consistency and playing well and putting yourself in a position. But at some point, you probably just get angry and just want to win, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's no two ways about it. I mean, we play to win, and uh, it's great to to play consistent golf. Uh, I've, I've been pretty consistent myself over over many years, and you're gonna have a lot of high finishes if you do. But you also want to win, and there's always gonna be a few times when when you look back at a good year, solid golfing year, and, and you just feel like, mm, I should have won one or two more. And I'm pretty sure if you ask uh, Sandra at the moment, he, he would feel the same. But yeah, what, what can you do? You just keep on putting yourself in that position. And uh, we touched on the hero 
uh, in 2019, I didn't really have one good chance to to win a golf tournament all season. And then I put myself mm-hmm. in the, in contention in December last year. I'm up against four or five of, of of the best players in the world, and I managed to managed to win it. So I really had one chance, and it wasn't against one or two players. It was against four or five, and you managed to take it, which is which is great, and you feel you feel so uh, so awesome about it. But uh, then on looking the other way you could be up there seven or eight times and you don't win anything because it's, right. you know, when, when you win a tournament, unless you play super good and you just leave everybody behind, you always need that little 10, 15, 20% of luck. It's, it's a, a couple of times throughout the week where you just get the good breaks and, and it all kind of adds up. And, yeah. and um, yeah, some, some weeks it's your turn and some weeks it, it isn't, uh, even if you're playing great. So, uh, just got to keep uh, keep having patience and, and keep on playing well and putting yourself in that position and eventually you you will win no two ways about it well i hope our listeners can relate to that because uh as you know with my golf game i'm never in those positions all right moving on um next what do you event mean? for you, you won that net competition i did win the net competition yeah you can only win the tournaments that you enter and that's the one that i entered why don't you en- uh, enter the gross uh the gross competition because they had to play three days, and I had to work on that Friday. Okay, yeah. And I wouldn't have come close. All right, moving on. Uh, next events. Last time we talked, you were you were still kind of going through your your schedule uh, as you kind of prep the road to Augusta. Do you have any more clarity on that? And uh, have a couple more as as we lead towards Augusta and beyond. Questions for you? Yeah. So uh, I'm home in Orlando this week, and then I will hit the road for four weeks in a row. I'm going to go to Bermuda. Um, if the island is still there, I hope um, there's another hurricane forming in the yeah. in the Atlantic. Uh, like we haven't had enough of this uh, these ones uh, this year. So I think that one. I looked at the cone; it was going straight over Bermuda, 85 mile per hour winds on Saturday a.m. I think. Uh, so we'll see how much damage that could make, and uh, hopefully, it's not too bad for. For the island and the people who, who lives there and the and the tournament so um, the plan is to to go to bermuda next week then play houston augusta sea island so i will play a full month four weeks uh, on a row uh, and then um, with with the hero challenge uh, disappearing now that that will leave me most likely then with two weeks off uh, uh, thanksgiving week and then the week after and then i'll go to dubai and and, and play the DP World Tour Championship, which is the final on the European Tour, uh, in in mid December, and that'll be me me done uh, then until next year. Well, it's good. Thanksgiving, you can watch the match that got announced today, so that'll be something exciting for you to work on. Um, what are you working on specifically right now to get ready for four weeks in a row, other than spending time at home with the family and making sure you get all that uh, you know enjoyable time in there? But are there things that that you're looking towards? Like, is each week kind of a stepping stone towards? I'm assuming Augusta is where you'd prefer to peak of the four. Yeah, no, no question. And uh, yeah, it will be it will be prep work. Uh, you know, week by week, uh, trying to get in as as good of a form as we can for Augusta. Uh, and I've uh, I've I've worked quite a lot on the on the range uh, with the TrackMan. I, I certainly got some numbers on there that I haven't been super happy with. We discussed some of the spin rates. Uh, yeah. In, in in last uh, last episode, and uh, it's not just that; it's it's also kind of the swing direction and the path and the club face. And there, there's a few things there that doesn't really 
work out the way I want to. So I still got some some work to do. I've been in close contact with with Pete, uh, discussing some of these numbers, and uh, basically my my path uh, and swing direction is too much. Uh, uh, is uh, are you still recording there? I got a phone call. Yeah, we're yeah, on. I'm sorry. So right. uh, we were going to yeah, put no. them on the air and have them join us, but we decided not to. Yeah. So um, yeah. So basically, my my uh, path and swing direction is too much to the right, and then my face is 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 closed in relation to that to try and get the ball back on target. So I, I need to, I need to. To make some adjustments here, I need to to kind of tilt my my swing direction a little bit to get my path going more more neutral or a little bit to the left, and then have the face kind of line up with that, so I can start the ball a little bit more online. And and uh, uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of the the main focus on the on the long game at the moment. And and uh, this week, uh, timing wise, not great. Like Nona shut down for overseeding, but they kept. Uh, Couple of the pitching greens and the putting green over on the on the pro side open, so I get to still work on my short game. But if I want to hit balls or play, I need to go elsewhere. So I'll probably venture out once or twice here um, throughout the week to to get a couple of uh, couple of rounds in somewhere else and and uh, and to to go work on on those things there on the long game. But uh, equipment wise, we're sticking with the with the same stuff. Uh, I tried those other irons uh, with a different shaft in and, and didn't get a, a huge difference in spin rates. And like I said, when I'm not on my game and swinging the way I want to, uh, the last thing I, I probably want to do is fiddle with equipment because I'm going to be dialing something in to, to, which, is, which is not lining up with the swing that I really want to do. It's just going to be uh, optimized uh, to the swing that I'm having at the moment. So uh, yeah, some some work to be done, and uh, uh, hopefully we can swing it a little bit better when we get the new uh, the new gear out for next year, and and we can get get right into into those things. Yeah, well, it seems simple. All you got to do is get your path and your face fixed. I mean, you just told yeah. us what the problem was. Yeah, it's the same as putting. It's only the pace and the line. I mean, it's it's not hard. I mean, really, other than those two things, I don't know what else the problems are. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that good update. And uh, I'm, uh, yeah, we're hopeful for Bermuda. But uh, when's the last time you played four weeks in a row? Ooh, I don't know. Um, certainly hasn't been this year. <laughs> That's true. But, uh, uh, yeah, normally normally it's uh, it's about three three on the row uh, in in a row is is probably about as as much as we do every now and again it's been four but i don't know you have to go in and and check that out it, all right i'll have to do back. some research i'll have to do some research so what are your goals uh, as we sit today uh you know a week before you you head out on the road what what are the goals for weeks one and week two well it's just really to uh, to keep keep working on the things that I, that I feel long-term that I need to need to uh, work on. And then uh, of course, results you always want to do as well as you can. And you always want to win every time you tee it up. But if you're not playing great, then, then, uh, then you really want to uh, just really do, do the things. Uh, shit, I got distracted there because I got a text, right? <laughs> in That's the okay. middle of it. Here, I can ask it again. Here we go. Three, yeah. two, so Henrik, what are your goals, particularly for these first two uh, of the four? Because I'm assuming you're going to break it up and try to challenge yourself to uh, accomplish certain things. 
Yeah, the if you're looking at purely the results, I mean, you you always want to win. You always want to play as well as you can. So that's that's kind of one that's always there with you. Uh, but then you got to be realistic. If there's things that are not working the way you want to, uh, and you're still working on them, that might you know need need that extra attention and focus, and and uh, you're possibly not going to play well enough to 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 put yourself in contention and have a chance to win. So really. The process is is always important. The long term work and and if you're not playing good this week, there's always next week, and you've got a whole season ahead of you. So I mean, I, I just want to feel like I'm like I'm building in the right direction here, and, and uh, hopefully these couple of weeks that I have before the Masters can uh, can give me some some uh, indications on on what's working, what needs to be uh, worked harder at, and uh, of course coming back to Augusta for pretty much the 15th time here now, then um, I, I know what that golf course requires and uh, what, what's needed to bring if you want to have a chance to do really well around there. So it's uh, it, it's really see where we're at and then keep on working on a few things in these next couple of weeks and uh, and hopefully have a little bit better form with us into Augusta than, than I've had at these other majors, that's for sure. All right. Well, you know who's in really good form, Henry? You. Besides me, do you know who's in really good form, Henrik? Maybe Bryson. Okay. Besides those two, how about our guy McGreevy67? He's our bossing oh, yeah. it up winner. And um, did you see the swing he he put on there, dressed all in those uh, fine threads? I think he'd be happy with that tee shot, wouldn't you? Yeah, he flushed that tee shot. Uh, I wouldn't be complaining, that's for sure. And uh, if his name is McGreevy sixty-seven, I'm sure he's going to shoot a lot of sixty-sevens. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think, I would think, but he wouldn't make sixty-two pars. Maybe nope, he makes no sixty-seven chance. pars. Maybe that's why it's McGreevy sixty-seven. Well, we spoke about nightmares last time. Maybe that's his nightmare. That's true. Yeah, that's I, true. I, All right. I, 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 I think I'm Henrik Stenson and I'm making 62 pars and then he wakes up all sweaty. Yeah, it is weird, though, that you've changed your handle to Stenson 62 par. All right, let's get into some Ask the Iceman. Uh, you get to win this wonderful T-shirt, which Henrik is excited that he finally got his T-shirts. Uh, he's probably wearing one right now uh, if this was a video podcast. Bill Nettleton, question number one. What is the most unusual thing you carry in your golf bag? Yeah, and I thought about that just before we started, and and I can't come up with too many exciting answers. I mean, my, my market coins is always the 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 one kroner uh, Swedish coin, so it's like a like a ten cent of value Swedish mm -hmm. coin, and and that's what I use as a ball marker. So I have a few of those in the bag, and. That's probably as exciting as it gets uh, compared to what everybody else have. I mean, golf balls, tees, power bars, uh, gloves, rain gear. I mean, what else? Socks? Sharpie. No socks. Sharpie? Uh, I, yeah, normally the socks, I, I have them on my... Uh, you wear, you um, choose to wear them as yeah, opposed wear, to carry I'll, them in your bag? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what what kind of setup you got going on there, but I, I have them on my feet and not and not in my golf bag. But right. each and one to their own. And yeah, um, whatever you got to do. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you got this wrench to. You don't to have like change. you don't have like you don't have like a pencil from you know uh, a championship you've won. You don't have you know a scorecard from something. Picture of the kids. You know what? I was I was giving this keychain 
uh, clearing uh, from someone, an Irish dude that I played with in a program a number of years ago, and it says Pog Mahon, and that means in, in Irish, kiss my ass. <laughs> and and uh, that thing was in there. I don't know if it's still in there, but... That oh, there was, you go. That's that, our weird that thing. We got there. it. I, I think that's the weirdest thing. All right. You made me work for that one. All right. Next question from Jorgen Carlson. Have you changed your swing? I, it, it, let's see. I looked like your anchor move just before you start your backswing was... A, it looks like your anchor move just before you start your backswing is a lot less prominent. I think he's, uh, he's trying to push Pete out as your coach here, Jorgen. Yeah, we'll see if uh, if he can if he can make that happen. Um, you know, if he can make me play better, maybe uh, maybe Pete's out and Jorgen mm. is is straight in. Uh, no, I mean it, it's it's one of those things. I, I think it's to me. I felt like I, I started getting kind of that that shift into my right side a little bit too much, and there's also different shifting over to your right side or shifting kind of back into your into your hip. So uh yeah i've i've been trying to to kind of get more of a coil and and not move off the ball so much because there's there's always going to be that timing issue in there as well even though i kind of don't mind shifting onto my right side i want to get up and uh, and into that right side to be able to come back down and and uh, and transfer the weight forward and onto my left side but uh uh, yeah, it might it might be like I'm I'm shifting a little bit less at times. So um, yeah, it's it's kind of been it's been on 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 my mind a little bit, but not uh, not something I work drastically hard at either. Yeah, it's on my mind too. So uh, let's get to work on it. And Jorgen, we'll uh, we'd love you to keep looking at Henrik's swing, especially these next couple of weeks, and uh, send in a response if he's doing better. Uh, Adam wants to know who's your favorite character in Caddyshack. Yeah, that's a that's a hard one though. I mean, I'll everyone kind of likes the Greenkeeper, right? The character that played by Bill Murray. I don't know his actual name in the in the in the movie. Um, Chevy Chase uh, plays Ty Webb, uh, the golf pro. Be the ball, na 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 na. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. always always a good one. And then Al uh, Servic. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the that's the tech guy, the the one who plays and got all the the radio and all the things yeah, in, yeah. His, in his golf bag. So I think yeah. it'd be a it'd be a tie between Al and, and Bill Murray's character, the Greenkeeper. I think those two would be my okay. my two favorite how, ones. How, how do you not know Bill Murray's character's name? I don't know. I guess I haven't Carl. seen it enough. Well, go watch it. It's Carl. It's Carl. Yeah, with a K yeah. or the C. With a C, Carl Spackler. Come on. Okay. There you go. See, people who listen in who, who are the same as me, who only seen it about three times, you know, not like you 300 times, they, they learn something. So thanks, you know, Jeff. Fun, fun, fun fact. I, uh, I don't watch things more than once. I watch it because why would I watch it again? I've already seen it. Okay. I just the thing is, I, do, I listen podcasts. to this. I listen to this podcast four or five times each time that I try to boost the numbers. All right. Uh, uh, Roy wants to know, uh, who is liable when a player fire, fires one into the crowd? Does the tour of insurance for all players? Do you give a signed glove? Cheers from, from this kind of like a, a downer question, Roy. Uh, well, obviously, it's always the one that gets hit who is yeah. the one to blame because that person yeah. obviously stood in the wrong place. Correct. 
Yeah. So, uh, no, uh, on a, on a more serious note, I mean, as we, as players, we feel, we feel horrible when, when this happens, it's, uh, it's probably the worst thing that, I mean, missing a three footer or duffing a chip is never going to make you feel good. But when you actually hit someone properly out there, it's, uh, it is the worst thing for me, no question. And, and unfortunately I've probably hit five or six people quite badly over over my 20 25 year career and uh yeah it, it almost gives me the chills i mean some of the some of those poor people they've been hit in in the head it's been uh yeah not 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 pretty and uh, thankfully most of them have, have been okay uh, i know there was a, a dutch lady uh, that I uh, that I hit down in Dubai a number of years ago, and she had vertigo and issues for for a number of months. But I believe she she kind of got out of that. But I mean, you 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 can get a proper concussion, and you've heard about people uh, losing an eye. It was a lady uh, that lost her eye at the Ryder Cup in Paris uh, in in 2018. So uh, yeah, it can it can go bad. I think and believe that there's a there's a uh, on the back of every ticket, it's uh, yeah, yeah it's it, a liability that, waiver. Yeah, that you're there on your own risk and and all that. Yeah. So I believe there there are some insurance. Uh, I have a personal injury insurance, if uh, or liability insurance. Um, just because I said that you you're gonna run out and stand in front of me next time I'm I'm practicing because you want to get hit and get a payout. But mm. um, yeah. so I mean. Signed glove. That's kind of courtesy to to try and cheer someone up a little bit if if someone gets hit and and uh, I mean there's not mm-hmm. much else you can do than than to say sorry and and uh, yeah. and and for us to to shout for so hopefully the and and there's no question that 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 as a as a general rule uh, there's been there's been certainly a lot of players not been good enough at that over over the time and. And uh, that's the least you can do and give that kind of heads up if you think you, you're sending one in the wrong direction and that you can hit someone to, to give people a, a chance to cover and, and uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully at least get the head out of the way. And, and you know, you'd rather take one on, on the arm or on your leg than, than to be hit in the head. That's, that's, uh, that's yeah, for and I sure. Can, I, I can tell you I'm a uh, plus three handicap at yelling four. I am outstanding at it. Um, it's but, because uh, you do also, it every time you take the club back, more or less. No, sometimes I'm first out, and there's no there's no one out else on the golf okay. course. But yeah, no. You My have question to, be good to at you, that. though, have, have you ever shouted four before you started the backswing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think I have. But you know, hey, I'm going to be extra cautious. Uh, you know, especially uh, with what you just said. But also, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why when I uh, attend pro golf tournaments, I tend to stand on the teeing ground and watch people hit. Yeah, yeah. The, the worst place. I mean, the worst place that I would stand is, is like two eighty, two ninety down, down the yeah. the left or right side. I mean, right in the landing zone is is, yeah. is the worst place to be. And, and, and you're not going to see the ball coming in anyway because it's two hundred ninety yards away. You got to have better eyes, you know, than I have. So that's going to be that's going to be brutal. All right, um, but I'm glad we got to the bottom of that one. And uh, let's make it a goal for these four weeks to not hit anybody. Um, cause there are going to be some fans, I believe back in Houston, they're going to let a, a limited small gallery in. So let's make sure we don't hit any of those people. Okay. Yeah. Both, uh, both Bermuda and, and Houston are going to have limited crowds. So, um, that, that'd be exciting. Great to see, 
see some yeah. crowds back out there and and um, yeah looking forward to that part yeah and if you happen to be attending either of those tournaments and you ask Henrik a question uh, he may just hand you a t-shirt so you have that going for you which is I'll have a few in the bag I'll have a few okay, in the bag good all right Henrik thank you to everybody for asking the Iceman questions uh, we will get to more of those next week ask him at Henrik's following his handle at Henrik Stenson um, architecture Henrik What's the difference between a great Scottish golf course and just a Scottish golf course? What makes the ones that are so great um, elite, elite um, in, in your mind? Uh, I'd, I'd say it's the uh, it's some of these championship courses. Uh, we played the Open Championship on 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 a few of them, uh, classical, um, and it's it's a combination of a, of a lot of things. Uh, some of the newer attempts and um, I don't want to mention names, but when there's when there's architects from not that part of the world, it sometimes doesn't turn out too well in in my mind. Um, it, it's very often uh, too extreme. The, the green complexes gets too extreme. Uh, have a couple of courses that some some of them have very uh, are praised very highly, but in my mind, the green complexes are, are way too uh, overdone and doesn't really fit in with with links golf in that sense and um, um, if it gets windy which it which it does a fair bit you want to be able to to chase the ball in and, and run the ball up and if you got too too big of uh, undulations on the greens and the pins up on top and and you can't flight it up and stop it and, and you can't run it up because it's too too steep then to me it is not really a great combination so uh, uh, the classical ones a uh, little bit more the, the less is more don't need to be overdone by any means and uh, I think it's uh, uh, the bunkering does a lot of it you have bunkers that you think is in play one day uh, they're totally out of play the next day due to the wind direction and, and how the golf course plays and and vice versa and, and then it's really the the ability to to control your ball flight in the windy conditions uh, that dictates a lot of times the the shots you're playing. But but around the greens, you can play so many different variations of shots and and use pretty much any club in the bag to to play them. So I think to have that freedom and 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 use uh, your feel and and intuition and and just play the shot that you that you see fits and and. Uh, and really be creative. I think that's one of the one of the things that I, that I enjoy the most as a player. All right, well, that's good because I've always wondered the difference between what makes some of these great, and I think you hit on it uh, because you know with the wind as as prevalent as it is, um, you know, in that part of the world, that's really the defense of the golf course, right? So you don't need to make the greens uh, as undulating as as perhaps you would if you were playing uh, making a course, you know, say in Orlando or something like that. All right, yeah. tour story time. Now, I know you had two of them, and you hadn't picked which one you were going to go with. Um, so I am anxiously awaiting which of these two stories you're going to pick. And the, the, the kicker is, will you remember at least one of the two? Yeah, I think I can. And, uh, well, since we're talking about links courses a little bit in Scotland here, having played on the European Tour uh, the last couple of weeks in, in that part of the world, it, it just brought, brought back a story. It's, it's really before my life on tour and, and uh, we were playing the uh, and, and the, the dreadful weather that you can 
you can encounter. And, and we played uh, the British Amateur Championship at, at Muirfield in 1998. And, and you always play a stroke play qualifier, uh, 36 holes. So we played at Gillen, uh, number two, I believe, and, uh, and then Muirfield. So you play 18 on each. And uh, I think this might even have been the practice days. It was just pouring down. And we're staying in a bed and breakfast down in, in North Berwick. And I was asked earlier about things that you have in the golf bag, uh, this kind of surgical tape or the tape for your fingers. If you practice a lot, which we did back in the day at least, then uh, the fingers would get, get really torn up and, and we'd carry this tape. And, and they came in handy because we're coming back from, from the, uh, the practice rounds Everything is soaked, and we're we're up in this little room. It was three of us uh, on the top floor, and I believe it wasn't a, a penthouse. It was it was some some small rooms at this bed and breakfast, and the wind was blowing hard, and and actually the curtains inside were were swinging in the wind. So we had to take the tape and tape up the windows to uh, to make the uh, the, yeah, more windproof. Uh, so it kind of tells you a little bit about the standard of the accommodation that we had for the week. But it's it's still charming, though. I mean, it's uh, it's certainly a contrast to uh, to some of the five star hotels we 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 stay uh, stay at during life on tour these days. So it's uh, it's just some of the great memories, and and we had all the gear out and and the. The, the kind of humidity that we brought into this room by just unpacking all the umbrellas and golf bags and, and rain gear and everything, shoes and socks and everything was just soaked. And um, yeah, I think we needed more than one Wunderbaum to, to make that place smell good as well. So uh, yeah, those were the kind of good old amateur days uh, when you were traveling around playing these tournaments and uh, I, I missed out on the match play. I never made it to the match play, the two or three. Uh, I think I played two uh, British amateurs and um, never made it to the to the final 32. Uh, I believe Sergio won the 1998 uh, British amateur at, at Muirfield. Uh, and, and I think that, that's really when I, when I first uh, really fell in love with that golf course. It was great to try to qualify for the opening or two didn't make it and then um, had a had a good run at it at the at the open in 2013 when Phil won and uh, really enjoyed that week out on the golf course I, I played in the final group on the Saturday afternoon with Miguel and and in the second to last group uh, I think on the Sunday so that's really when when I was in properly in contention at the open for the first time and uh, and and really enjoyed that golf course and and of course then you you're thinking back to to a tournament that you played 15 years, uh, 15 years earlier. And, uh, yeah, the, the weather can be challenging and, and sometimes you even need to tape up the windows to, to make the wind stop, but it's, it's all good. Can I tell you the one benefit for you that you probably don't realize not winning the 98, uh, British amateur. Is that no one that's ever won the British amateur ever won the open? Okay. You want me to tell you another benefit? Specifically <laughs> no, you. I just made that up. I don't oh, think okay. that's true even. I don't either. I doubt it, but I'm not going to look it up. Um, fun fact, the, the winner of the 98 British Amateur and the U.S. Amateur uh, played a match in uh, Georgia called the Georgia Cup uh, about a week before Augusta. And um, 
some junior feature producer had to go do a feature on those two individuals and spend two to three days with them to edit a piece that would then air uh, during the master's television coverage. So you avoided me yet again. Oh yeah, there you go. So you were, you were in business already back then, huh? Well, as you know, I'm slightly older than you. So yes, while you were, you but I, I, I know that, that my statement before someone else picks it up, we had uh, Bobby Jones won both the open and the British am right. And the, yeah, the whole thing. So yeah. before someone says, oh, he yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. So which which I don't, which, obviously. Which, yeah, clearly they, this is just one instance where we happen to get it right. But there are other instances. <laughs> All right. A couple more things, Henrik, and then we're going to wrap up the almost an hour podcast. Uh, do you check your shot link stats and, and how do you use them? Um, you know, do you do you finish around and and immediately look and see what you did well according to, to those computer stats? Or do you kind of look at them at the end of a week? I don't look at them too much. I think uh, in depth, uh, that is. Uh, I, I tend to look more at the, the, the ones that you, you easily pull up when you check your scores and you hit statistics uh, off the app there. You, you get uh, your putting uh, for the week. You get your, your fairways and greens and, and those kind of basic things. Uh, I, I think I've done this for, for more than 20 years I'd be surprised, uh, not saying it doesn't happen, but I'd be surprised if you walk off and you feel like, oh, I putted great today, and then the numbers were, were crap or vice versa. And mm-hmm. you say, oh, I struck it beautif- beautifully today, and you hit three fairways and four greens. It's Normally, you kind of have a, a pretty good feel for what you're doing well and, and not so good at the moment. And and, uh, and then you bring that with you into your practice, into your long-term and, and short-term practice routines and 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 so on but i got like phil kenyon that i work with on the putting he would of course study the the statistics a little bit more in depth and and maybe going into seeing different ranges and and because the 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 strokes gained on the putting is, is a combination of of all the all the shots that you play on on the green so uh, you can gain a shot on a day where you where you actually hit it to 60 feet on every hole and you two-putt every one of them. You're picking up a little bit. Every time you're outside about 30 feet, you're gaining if you two-putt because there's going to be an element of three-putts uh, all the time from long range. So if, you, if you're then two-putting every long putt, you, you're going to gain some. Uh, yeah. it, it might turn into you making 18 pars, uh, but you you might Nothing still be that? a sh- no well depends on as we know but you might still be a you know a shot and a half better than the field just by two putting from long range every every hole and on another day you might make eight five footers and you pick up a little bit on each one of them so uh, I think yeah, I think yeah, there, there's certainly an element of of gain by by looking at it in depth but I, I kind of leave that to 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 my uh, to my people, sort of say, uh, that, that are responsible for, for different areas of my game, right. even though I'm the most know. responsible. Yeah, I was going to say that, that, that I hope that you're the most responsible for your game. And just so you know, uh, I do deep dives on those stats. So anytime you need any information, just let me know. All right, Henrik, time for the final word. Uh, we were almost correct in our last final word segment with the, the as you mentioned earlier, the, the locale, uh, the local resident uh, or someone with a connection to that area winning. Um, would you like to go first for our final word as we, uh, we have Sherwood this week, which we haven't talked too much about, but you've played that golf course before, I believe. 
Um, yeah, I played uh, I played the uh, what's now the hero world challenge, exactly. uh, which you're currently the champion and still the champion. Let's yeah, keep mentioning and, that. <laughs> yeah, and um, it used to be the the target world challenge. I think Correct. back in the day. Uh, Correct. With with Tigers Foundation, and so I played I believe two times at at Sherwood. Uh, nice mm-hmm. golf course, and um, I'd, I'd pick someone from from the West Coast that seemed to do the trick. I mean, oh. Colin Morikawa won won the PGA Championship in San Francisco, being uh, being a West mm-hmm. Coast boy, and I'll, I'll pick someone from the West Coast. Uh, I'll pick someone that has played Sherwood before, um, right. which is probably only Tiger. So I just hey, Dustin Dustin Johnson. No, no, there's plenty of people who played in those events. I mean, DJ's yeah, played there that, a ton of times. Is is uh, DJ playing? I don't think or is he's he in? No, I think he's. Yeah, I don't think he is. So uh, maybe that, he'll show up and surprise everyone. <laughs> but uh, that that would have been kind of. I would have picked DJ otherwise. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been one one to watch. I think, but unfortunately, with with uh, with him being uh, in quarantine, I don't think yeah. he, he's going to be able to to win. No, All right. extremely well, tough say... to win. Yeah, I was going to say the two things that the, it's the almost two impossible might, to win in quarantine. Almost, almost. Yeah. Um, my my two final word predictions were going to be that uh, I was going to say the exact same thing, so now I won't. Uh, but I was uh, either Tiger, <laughs> either Tiger's going to break the record here, or Xander's going to uh, take one of those eight sec eight runner up finishes in the last four seasons of tournament to a W. Yeah, I think uh, if if I had to choose between the two, I'd, I'd pick Xander. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've done it. We've done the final word. Uh, we now know your schedule, and, and we've once again mentioned at least 30 or 40 times that you are still the champion of the Hero World Challenge for another year. Again, my congratulations on the uh, victory. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Almost an Hour with Henrik. Don't forget to go to Henrik's social channels, ask the Iceman a question, or if you're one of those lucky fans in Bermuda or Houston, just walk right up to him, even if he's in the middle of a backswing. Just walk right up to him and ask him a question, and he'll just give you a T-shirt. And we also uh, we also got that uh, the 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 golfing nightmare thing that's running over into into next uh, podcast as well, right? So uh, that's true. Yeah, don't send us your to, golfing nightmare. Yeah, don't forget to have your nightmare so we can we can pick the winner. Yeah, absolutely. That person will win a. Uh, what do we say? We're giving them a three wood, right? No, it was a driver. A driver yeah, or a three driver, wood? We'll yeah. give him a driver and a three wood. Whatever. We'll get it figured out. If anyone's listening at this point, <laughs> they deserve both. But send us your nightmares. I think my nightmares are, are going to be how we end this podcast. So I'm just going to send it say, to you to say goodbye. Did you say night, nightmares or night beers? I couldn't tell the difference. You know, it's afternoon uh, here on the West Coast, so it's still early for that. Uh, thanks, okay. everybody, for listening. And Henrik, why don't you thank take you. it to the end here? <laughs> yeah, thank you. You deserve, uh, you deserve a whole set.